Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Socially Savvy, broadcasting live here at Gunnar Nordstrom Gallery for our final show of 2011. I'm your host, LB Duchess, with co-host Fancy Frenchwood of Saki in Seattle, and I don't know, there's a barrage of things that you do. <laughs> <laughs> Too many to list here. And Michael Kotzman, our food and wine go-to guy. Buongiorno. Buongiorno. Feel free to call in today at 323-843-6090, and we will try to get you live on air. I think I finally mastered that part of the, the show and, and being able to manipulate that at the same time. <laughs> nice. Okay, so today's show is going to be a recap of Socially Savvy this last year. Um, all of my favorite topics, so enjoy the walk through what is acceptable and what is not. Mr. Michael, we're, of course, starting uh-huh. with our on-air tasting. I know. I love this part of the show. I know, my favorite too. It's a great way to start. I've been waiting all day for this. So, so uh, today we got a little Pettit Creek, and uh, of course it's one actually one of my favorite uh, table reds that I love. These guys, it's just a good quality juice. It's a 2008 red wine, and it's uh, I can't remember what the varietals are coming, but it's um, it is lovely. It's got just just really nice balance, good fruit forward, good acid, good balance. Uh, it's great for every day, and it's really inexpensive. So, and you get down to the the the, vid- or the cellars right here in Woodville, and uh, great little uh, wine tasting bar and all that. But boy, we what you talking about wrapping up this year? We've been to a lot of great tasting rooms, uh, and uh, and you know definitely a, you know give a shout out to some of our partners out there, our fabulous sponsors, uh-huh. uh, Amani and Pepperbrook, uh, Apex, of course. You know we've had a few shows in there. Uh, had some chocolate shop and uh, really yum stuff. Uh, Delilah Cellars uh, just uh, what two weeks ago? Yeah, two oh, weeks ago. That, that, was, that was delicious. Awesome, awesome. And of course, you know, we did a few shows at uh, around Bellevue with Pandora, and uh, those guys look. Those guys do a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, Pleasant Hill, uh, and uh, you know, just if you if you, if you just want to know what's going on around the Woodinville, uh, um area, go to their their events page uh, of. Uh, um, com and it, it, right on the events page they have something listed there's cooking classes there's wine tasting they do a lot of really creative all yeah. kinds of really cool and if you're not into wine there's beer and yep. there's also spirits too so uh, cider uh, cider yes, and new cider so tasting absolutely um, I think there's even in Woodenville there's a couple of vodka and um, whiskey. whiskey tasting rooms mm-hmm. so you know depending you can go with a mixed group and, and everybody gets a chance to try something out different so oh, that yeah. sounds fun Vodka, that's the key word for me. <laughs> well, even, like, Give me even, vodka. even on Groupon or what have you, they have a, uh, it was like beer, wine, and distillery tour. So uh, there's just a lot of, just something for everybody out there. So Gotta love it. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Mr. Michael. Um, yes, and we've been really fortunate. We started the show off with an on-air tasting, and it just happened to be kind of a fluke. Uh, <laughs> and it's turned into a bit of a tradition because, you know, with wine being as social as it is, um, and such a big part of Washington culture, which I absolutely adore. Uh, it has been fun to have these different wineries, some of them brand new, mm-hmm. um, take us through their process of, you know, where they came from, what right. they're doing, and what makes them special. And I think we've really been privileged enough to try some of these amazing wines, along with our listeners who show up, too. They get the, the benefit of right. complimentary wine tastings and swag and all that stuff. I see a few of them enjoying that <laughs> as we speak. Yes, they are. Gotta love it. And if it. you're not down there, you should have been. That's right. Well, you know, there is always next year. <laughs> okay, so um, again, you know, we've been very fortunate with some of our sponsors, and we'll be talking about some of them through the course of the show. Uh, but I did want to give a mention to some of them that started out with us in the very beginning. Sweet Talk Wipes, um, Cascade Ice has been there, Pop Chips, Kind Bars. Um, you know, these are all fabulous companies who uh, not only do they put out great products, but they they look for ways to get their products into the community by helping and serving the community. And, um, again, you know, we're very... Very happy. So if uh, you're a Socially Savvy fan and you've benefited from um, a swag bag in which you've gotten their product, go to their page. You know, give them a shout-out. Give them a thank you and let them know how much you appreciate the introduction. Um, I know that Absolutely. I never would have eaten pop chips if somebody hadn't properly introduced me. I just wouldn't I have bothered. You, you get stuck <laughs> on one brand. So. They were so time bars. Huh? Love definitely love it. Okay. So let's just get this party started. Um 
I went through the shows and kind of recapped on some of my favorite things that we talked about, some of the things I thought really um, hit close to home or uh, were, you know, a, kind of more relevant, especially going into the new year. You know, you start talking about resolutions, um, revolutions, revelations, however you want to approach your new year. Uh, I just thought it would be kind of cool to, to refocus and retouch base on some of these. So, uh, you know, tell me what you guys think. The first one I really believe in these times has been one of those things that we have a tendency to forget. When we get caught up in what's going on with us and um, we get what we feel is mistreated or something's going on and somebody else, um, you know, is the instigator of that and we find out a need, we have a tendency to go, they don't deserve it. Uh, but this phrase really kind of reminds me that um, it's when people deserve something the least, they probably need it the most. We have a tendency to believe people should earn everything they get, but consider this. Sometimes the time was put in and you never saw it. Be the difference and put a smile on someone's face by acting out of the norm and fulfilling a need. Um, I know, oh Fancy, God. you post a lot of positive things, and we see this all the time. You know, we get so caught up in some of the drama with all of the TV shows and stuff, we forget. Um, you know, we get caught up in the negative, we forget to accentuate the positive. Yes, I agree with that, and I love this. This is one of my favorites. I'm really glad that you started out with this. I think it's really important to step out of your own reality sometimes and contribute to the lives of others and in doing so, you know, sharing, even if it's just sharing a positive message, if that's what you can do, you know, um, do that. I agree. I totally agree. We're switching out mics. <laughs> Gotta love that. Okay. Um, Michael, do you want to touch uh-huh. base on um, the next topic that we covered? This one was just a couple weeks ago, uh, but, you know, we're still shopping. Mm-hmm. We've still got shopping going on. I haven't even started shopping. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's always nice to have something ready to go. Yeah. You know, just yeah. having, you know, I went to Costco two weeks ago, and they have those nice little Belgium chocolates already in a nice, oh, pretty yes, gift wrap with a nice bow. It's like 10, 11 bucks. Boom. Out yeah. the door. Like dozen, half a dozen of those. Um, I have uh, some lines of bottles, you know, and I went to Pier 1. They had those little... Uh, uh, reindeer uh, toppers. Oh, yes, wine top toppers, yeah. They're just so cute, you know. Oh, and what so, an awesome idea. Yeah, and so I just, they're ready to go. Chocolate, some wine. Boom, here you go. You know, if you get last-minute uh, invite or you're going to a last-minute holiday party and you're, and everyone's busy, you yeah. know, you're going to be busy. It's time of year, you I mean, you have to think ahead of time, you know, get, you know, have an extra shirt in your car, have a, you yeah. know, we talk about these things over the last past radio shows, you know, and and having something ready to go for the holiday season is huge. And, you know, I have I go down to my car right now in my trunk, and I have two bottles of wine and two two things of chocolates ready to go. I love so. it. Oh, perfect. You, you <laughs> were the emergency guest. bringing us the socially savvy emergency <laughs> guest. And, and, and I'm not running the risk. It's going to melt in my car. So. <laughs> no, you know what I love about that? Uh, Desiree, my daughter, who's 10, she always gives me these last-minute birthday invitations. You know, it, the birthday is Saturday at 2, and it's Saturday at 12. And oh, she's my telling me, yeah. oh, well, Mom, I have this birthday party. I think I love that idea because if I had something on yep. hand, the Target gift cards, the iTunes gift cards, something like that, where it wasn't now a rush to get to the store and figure out what we can buy. So I think that's an awesome tip. No, and it is. We do. Um, I think especially what we talked about earlier, you know, you do. You get those last-minute invitations. And, uh, you know, part of being savvy is if you're invited somewhere, you don't want to show up empty-handed. Right. It's just it. It's a, you know, even if they say, oh, no, really, it's okay, you know, make that effort because people put a lot of time and energy when they're doing an event, um, and it's just really nice to to be appreciated. Sure. Miss Fancy, do you want to um, start us on the do's and don'ts of networking? Oh, God. <laughs> one of our favorites. <laughs> <laughs> the do's and don'ts of networking. Well, this, this one is, everyone's going to recognize this as your favorite. <laughs> I know, I'm so bad. You've said this a million times. You have one mouth and two ears. You should be listening twice as much as you speak. Use them proportionately. I love that. (laughs) Uh, Definitely maintaining eye contact, showing your interest and respect for the person that you're talking with. Be prepared. Have your business cards and hand them out when requested. Cards are asked for, and you should not just offer them. And and I wanted to insert this um, because we've talked about, you know, the difference between socializing and networking. Um, Networking, it's expected you're probably going to have your business cards with you, you know, and having them out on the table uh, is totally kosher and totally fine. There's a fine line. Um, if if an event specifies you're going to be handing out your business card, then by all means, go ahead and do it. But the reason that we say business cards are offered 
and not ask for is because typically if you're in what we call a newbie to networking, while somebody's talking, you're pulling out this business card and shoving it in their face and it is not well received. Right. So I've always gone by the rule, you know, if somebody's really interested in me or what I've got to going on or they're curious or they think they may need my services down the line, they're going to ask. Mm-hmm. Give them the chance to ask. Don't be panicked. Don't be, you know, oh, I've got to get my business cards out to as many people because if you're paying attention, if it wasn't asked for, nine times out of ten, that business card is left They're on the not table use behind it anyway. You. True, indeed. Yeah. And I've gotten really lucky. My new tactic that I started probably about three months ago was I don't even, and I can only do this because I have a unique name. <laughs> I don't even carry business cards anymore. And it's funny, I had a recent meeting or encounter with someone. I was up at the Columbia Tower Club. And I met this lady, and she did ask me for my business card. And I said, you know, two people that day asked me for my business card. And I said, well, you know, I don't, I don't even carry business cards. You can find me on Facebook. I'm the only fancy French, French with, yeah. You can Google me. I'm the only thing that's going to come up. And uh, the, the first person that asked is for my card, yeah, that she said the it. same thing. She said, yeah. you know what, I don't either. And she said, because I know if, if someone wants to communicate with me, they'll find me, you know. Yeah. And I said, exactly. And then the other, the other girl that I met uh, told me, when I told her I didn't have a card, I said, you can just look me up on Facebook. You know, I'm the only one. And by the time I got home, I had a message from her saying, you're right, you're easy to find. <laughs> so if you have like, when you have a unique name, you, can, you yes. can't do that if your name's John Williams. No, that was going to be a little tricky. And I've done the same thing with Elvis. You can Duchess. do that when you're Duchess. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's, that's the benefit of being a little bit unique. Different. Right. Okay, so let's see. What else do we have going on here? Be inviting and complimentary. And I love that one, and I try to exercise that one all the time. There's always something nice you can say to someone and be genuine about it, whether that color looks great on you or, you know, whatever it is. You know, what's that fragrance you're wearing today or those shoes or whatever it is, you know, that hat. It it could be anything, but just acknowledging something about someone else. No, and I think you're absolutely right. And not only that, think about the people you really love being around. They're always complimentary. They're very sincere right. about when they say something to you, and they're always giving you eye contact. Yeah. They're 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 grabbing your hand or they're they're whatever touching you, you know, yeah. a mm-hmm. handshake, and they're looking you right in the eye. That's everything we're talking about tonight. You know? Yeah. Really well, is. and being inviting and complimentary. If you are going into an event with that thought process, you're going into that event with a positive, which means you're you programmed your brain to go in and look for the positive, to find the things to compliment. Um, it changes the way you mm-hmm. think. It changes the way you're perceived. And mm-hmm. if you, you know, there are people who, for whatever reason, were raised in a negative atmosphere or whatever, have a hard time focusing or, you know, when they go in unprepared, they just automatically fall into some of their own old habits like, well, why would you do that? Well, you know, well, I would never do that. If you go in with the mindset, you do. It changes. Right. It helps reprogram. Yeah. And, that, and but when, focus. when they're putting, their, I call it, uh, emotional bank account. So oh, you have those yeah. friends who deposit, you know, into yeah. your emotions. Yeah. And there are people who withdraw from the emotions. Yeah. So people are very positive. Gives you that charge you're talking about. They do. And and you tend to want to gravitate towards those people who are very who who deposit like that. And the people who like you know you do have friends you know who go through tough times what have you. You want to help them out. There are people who just never get out of those. Exactly. Right? And they just it, I call them energy vampires. Well, we call them, actually, I have bloodsuckers. We call them chupacabras, blood-sucking, yes, and, and that's the Latino term for them, chupacabras. So, yes. Um, Another do that I would like to add is when you're networking, I think it's really important not to just ask people, what do you do? What do you do? Because that implies that you want to know what they do right now. Not necessarily, they may be doing something, they have no interest in continuing to mm-hmm. pursue a career in that Field. They could be aspiring to be something different than what they currently oh, do. Oh, yeah, most definitely. So I think it's important to say, you know, what would you like to be doing? You know, what kind of projects are you interested in? And I've been trying that out lately, and what I'm finding is that people share so much more with oh, you yeah. about who they really are versus what do you do. Well, because I think a lot of times people don't take time, and, and this is what's really Bingo. important, take That's time. If you, if you only have 60 seconds with yep. the person across the way from you, Take time to ask a question and and let them know that you're more that you're interested mm-hmm. that you're not just there. Oh, I'm going through the motions. Okay, I'm supposed to ask you what you do for a living. I'm supposed to ask for your business. No, be engaging. Yeah, get to if know them. If you're there, be there. I right. think you give a you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <A> woohoo! <laughs> um, yes, most definitely. So I guess that falls under great communication skills, mm-hmm. learning how to talk to people and engage them. And, of course, be your best. I mean, people are going to size you up fairly quickly. We've talked about that before on the show, and it's so true. I mean, 
10 to 15 seconds and someone has already formed an opinion about who you are, what you stand for, yeah. whether or not they want to talk to you any further. Exactly. So you got to put that best foot forward or best face forward well, <laughs> in and the first 15 seconds. And I want to remind people too, you know, yes, that first 15 seconds when they come face to face with you. But the other thing that you really want to be aware of is how are you dressed and what perception are you putting forward because on a lot of these networking events you're across the room and they've already looked at how you're dressed and have determined whether or not they're going to circle around the room to you well that's a good point if you're lazy in your attire or if you're if you're female and your skirt's too short or you know you've dressed what would be considered inappropriate for that particular function people are going to make judgments and they're not going to even hear what you have to say about your business very good point so you know just kind of be aware of that um, okay, I'm going to uh, start with the don'ts with Mr. Michael here. And, of course, um, everybody knows I love the socially unacceptable and don'ts. Um, don't. Get too close to people when you're talking. Okay, understand everybody has a bubble, and you're not necessarily aware of what their comfort level is. So I always say stay an arm length away from them. Don't get so close up to them that, that you can tell when the last time they got a teeth whitening was. Yes. It, it, it becomes to be... Way too uncomfortable. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, just you know, and if you feel like the other person's kind of leaning in towards you, then okay, and you're comfortable with it, then go ahead, you know. But be pro- remember to keep so keep it professional. So professional and comfortable, <laughs> exactly. Not sleazy and easy. Yeah, thank you. Yes, that's very a true. Socially don't. That's a social don't. Okay. Um, Interrupt people when they're already engaged in conversations unless unless you're invited. I see this so much at networking events. Somebody will come up to a group that's talking and and maybe the person will have, you know, nodded, said, okay, it's time to change partners and, you know, go meet somebody new. And they take on this attitude like, okay, you guys have been told to stop talking. Now it's my turn. And they just jump into the conversation. Um, I think you need to, again, kind of put the reins on a little bit. And if somebody is engaged in a conversation, be patient, be interested, and, and wait it out. It's it's not about, you know, what your time is and what you get. Um, well, and I think on the other end of it, too, it's it's don't dominate the conversation, right? That would be another don't. Is, yeah. Is even if you are one of those that's engaged, don't dominate. Make sure you take those natural pauses where other people can join in the conversation. Because if you don't, then it just becomes a monologue, not a dialogue. Right. I agree. You know, on, on this list, too, uh, correcting people. Even if you know they're wrong, you know, unless they're, like, going to put someone in danger or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of just let it roll off lightly, you know, unless it's going to affect somebody or somebody's business or they're bad-mouthing somebody. Yeah. Then, uh, you know, even if they're doing that, you know, say, hey, you kind of tug them to the side a little bit. Hey, you know, just, yeah. you know, you know, do it. Sadly, you know, don't don't in front of everybody correct that person because yeah, not only is it, you know it makes him look bad, but it's gonna make you look bad too. So well, and in this era where everybody has an opinion and everybody believes everyone is entitled to their opinion, whether oh, it's whether it's acceptable or not, um, for some reason to quantify who we are, we believe that our opinions have to be heard and have to be right. known instead of just allowing people the freedom of their thoughts and not necessarily agreeing with them, just because you don't agree with them doesn't mean you have to say anything. So, you know, keep that in the back of your mind. Um, a, a lot of that, if you come across as a person who's correcting people all the time, again, you're, people are going to shy away from that, especially if they're insecure. You're the Mr. Know-it-all guy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, don't ramble or go off track when describing your work objectives. Okay, uh, I have I, to I'm say, you know, I struggle with this because <laughs> I am a little miss, you know, and you do, you have to rein it in, and, and this is why I will always try to, when I get rambling, I will try to take a deep breath and then refocus. If you catch yourself doing that, take a deep breath, refocus, and say, now tell me a little bit about what you, you know, blah, 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 and, and get the conversation moving back in, in a more right. of a circular pattern. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I'm guilty of that. I'm, I'm the uh, the Garmin recalculating guy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's too funny. You know, I found myself doing that, and if you're a person who does that, another great tip to get yourself out of that is, like like Duchess said, refocus. When you when you recognize that you're rambling at this point, what I do is I say to I say out loud. But getting back to your question, yes. Then I give the answer and then I stop talking. The redirect, yes. <laughs> yeah. Beautifully done. Okay. Yeah. And then and then a hard selling and and getting drunk. At, you know, at social events. Just, uh. Just don't do it. I mean, 
if you don't know what a hard sell is, and, and you know, I'm, I'm sure people who've read my blog and have seen this, listened to the show the last um, probably uh, month or two have recognized I'm using a lot of definitions and things. The reason I'm using definitions is because as I'm doing my research, I'm realizing that as a culture, we are misusing and misunderstanding words. And with that comes confusion for people who are very logistical, you know, people who know what the definitions are. Then you say something and it becomes like, well, what are you talking about? Know what it is you're saying. Um, and how did I get on that topic? Yes, I talk don't about a hard sell. Oh, don't hard sell. <laughs> um, if you don't know what a hard sell is, look it up. Yeah. Because, you know, t- traditionally you think of the car salesman or the insurance man or, or the multi-level marketer. But know what those are so that when you go in, if you have a tendency to be exuberant in, in talking about your business, you want to back it off a few. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And, of course, the getting drunk thing, really? <laughs> put your foot in your mouth. Unless, of course, you're like one we of our favorite right. yeah. We got Ryan over Ryan with Pat, who he gets to. He gets to. That's part of his business. He gets to drink while he works. Well, you know, being in the alcohol industry, when you're going out selling, a lot of bar owners like to see you drinking products. Yeah. So, you know, when you're at your fourth or fifth bar in the afternoon, you tend to have had a few. You have to. Uh, makes it a little bit different, but you know, <laughs> luckily for me, I have a really high alcohol tolerance. There you go. There's another note. I know what your you alcohol tolerance is. <laughs> well, train before you go out. <laughs> no kidding. Okay, so right. along with that, you know, once you get in there and you're talking ahead of time, you know, when we touched base on this about um, the uh, clothing, know what your clothes say about you. Um, I think a lot of people put clothes on because. Uh, they like them. They like the way they look on them. They or they think that it makes them look sexy, you know, sophisticated, whatever. Educate yourself. Know what it is you're putting on. If you're putting on a plunging neckline and you're a female, the only thing you're telling every male networker there is there's a possibility of something else. You've got to recognize the difference between what you're wearing and, and what it is perceived as. Um, we had an interesting little uh, uh event that happened just before everybody got here where somebody that we know who typically does not dress sexy at all, very stylish, came in. They're going to an event tonight and it was, you know, it's one of those rare events where it was very appropriate to dress extreme. Um, Her level of discomfort was, you know, definitely out there, but it made a good point that, you know, even so, um, the attention, no matter what she did, was on what, what was being focused on, which was the upper area. Um, and it was a really good example of, you know, no matter what you said or, or how much you brought people's attention to it, the focus still goes there because that was what was being put on display. So when you're dressing for these events, you've got to be hypersensitive to that. Um, I'm curious what event she was going to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so basically what it is is you teach people how to treat you um, with what you're wearing. Uh, it may be true that what you wear doesn't define you as a person, but it reflects um, who you are by how you chose. So you've got to choose wisely. Uh, and one thing you can do to help with that is get a stylist. Yes. Do a consultation yes, with a we stylist. We know several stylists. Yeah, you know, right. um, Kim Crumpler, uh, Sarah um, Elizabeth uh, Capel. Right. I mean, we've, there's, there are dozens. Um, Nordstrom's has personal stylists sure. all on the floor. I mean, you have all of these venues in which you can get opinions and get feedback on. So utilize right. them. They're, they're great resources. Um Men. Or just have good style, yes. Absolutely. Okay, so with the focus on men, um, the point is that your clothes and grooming habits are critical. Um, your wardrobe sends a clear message to others that um, may well determine your chances of being hired for a job, especially when you're applying in person. Um, your plo- clothing can change the personal and professional attention you receive and the kinds of people you attract as friends, um, even the kinds of dates you attract. And I'm sure you know both Ryan and... Uh, Michael could attest to that. So whatever bait you use determines what type of fish you're going to catch. Ah, yes. (laughs) And guys, take a look at your fingers, please. Yes. No nails. Look at that. Clean them. Clean the whistle. That's true. Yes. Oh, that's too funny. Can you say that again for our listeners? When I see white on my nails, it's time to cup them. Amen, brother. Well, and, and, you know, if you're going to, if you're a, a gentleman or even a lady, you yeah. know, and you're going to have nails, make sure that, you know, they don't have to be uh, down to the nubs, but make sure that they're filed off and, and look clean cut. Absolutely. You know, it's 
the attention to details. Think about the things that people are going to be coming in contact with you. If you're shaking someone's hand, they're going to see your hand. Exactly. You know, if you're one-on-one, uh, your presentation, is, it's all right in there. So. Absolutely. Um, okay, if you're meeting a potential date or the or the family of your significant other, the clothing you wear and how you groom yourself may very well be determined if you're invited back. <laughs> well, and, you know, let's take this even a step further. How about your posture and the oh way you carry Oh, my gosh, yourself? yes. So that says a lot about you, too. It does. It does. <laughs> so, you know, you can. it's always better to err on the side of a little bit more conservative. Um, you can use color. You can use... Um, accessories to kind of give a little bit more personality the first time you're meeting people um, and then figure out yourself from there what's going to be you know a plus and what's going to be um, not so plus depending on what's going on so remember you want your clothes to portray you in the most positive light possible so select appropriate attire with your personal and professional goals in mind dressing for the job you want not the job you have is critical when seeking to dress to impress a potential employer during a job interview Okay, Mr. Michael, you want to um, start us off on the social media etiquette, which we know that I know. <laughs> Can I even say what to do and not to do? You're just itching to jump on this one. Uh, that's why I'm letting you start because I just need to I need a breather. Positive, positive. All right, so what to do. Treat social media contact as you would a well-respected stranger or the president. I put that because... Um, in watching the interactions, people get – from Facebook creates a sense of familiarity bred with a lack of having to be responsible. You don't get to see the reactions of the people. So they're like, well, it doesn't matter what I say. If you go into it with that attitude, you're slowly going to deteriorate to the point where you're, you're unfriended across the board. What I always remind myself, especially when it's a new contact, is – I treat them just like I would any other stranger or in the, in the fact of the president, you put on your best foot forward all the time, um, you know, from the standpoint of you want to um, speak as concisely and be as direct as possible, be positive. You know, these are all the things that if um, you were with this person face-to-face, you would be doing. It's when you're not face-to-face that we get lazy. And so I always caution people, be really aware of that. That's good. I like that. Uh, be positive in your interaction. Imagine that. Wait, did we hear this before? Yeah, yeah like a million times. It platforms, doesn't it? There's nothing else to say. It okay, is, I want yeah. to talk about the next one. Oh, oh yes, you and okay. I have both had... Oh. This is my favorite. Be aware of marital status <laughs> when, you engage in com- when you're engaging yeah. someone else in conversation on a social via media. Facebook, yes. Twitter, you can anything. Look at, well, but at least on Facebook, you can look at their info page and see if they've listed their relationship status. Yes. So I'm married, and Me that's too. on my... Facebook status. So I have a theme song. It's Another One Bites the Dust, and every time some man decides to inbox me really crude, inappropriate messages, I play that song, and then I delete, block, and unfriend, and all that. But that, that's just my favorite one. Well, Check the status of the people you're communicating and with. And it's, you know, it's not that difficult. I'm sorry. Especially, you know, I, and I get it. You know, most of us put our best pictures. I have to tell you, the picture I have on my Facebook is the best one that's ever been taken of me. I have to say, I just love. I've never loved a picture of myself, but I'm like, that one rocks. But I'm married, and I state it, and I talk about, you know, I'll make reference to my husband. And when, when um, single guys, you know, make these innuendos and I have even had you know I think you've had stalkers yeah we've both had stalker people where they're like well you know never know something could happen to your husband okay now not only are you creeping me out I'm calling the cop you you may may think you're being funny it's not not funny it all comes back to what we talked about earlier you know getting to know somebody a little bit more before handing your business card or hard selling or you know or seeing a picture of someone on Facebook people just don't take the time to you know find out look look they think everything's a shortcut you look at your picture, they assume that, well, because right. she's dressed like that or because they're acting like that, they must be single. You know? Well, and here's know. the thing. Hey, I, I'm a woman. I love compliments. I, I will never turn down a compliment. Oh, yeah. But there's an appropriate way to right. do that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, saying that I love your tatas not going to work for me. <laughs> Sorry. What are we, like, sixth grade? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay. Um, I'm going to do this one. This is oh. Okay. Do not invite people to be a part of a group they don't fit in, i.e. married people to a singles group. Um, I have to say that I found that I, I realized this of my own blooper. I did a 30 to 60 something page, uh, group page, and I invited a 26 year old to, to join it. Now, granted, I invited her because she was a host of the show, but she was the first one to go, um, hon, I'm not 30. I'm like, sweetie, I know, but I, you know, 
but you do. She was, she's like, I'm not 30 yet. And, you know, her first response was, was an honest one. And it really made me think. It's like, okay, I haven't been invited to, you know, join the hard rock. You know, there's nothing in my description that says I like hard rock. I've been enjoyed, you know, invited to join the hot singles. Um, there was a swingers page. <laughs> WT, I'm not even going to say the last part. Really? No. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Know the people. If you don't know them on Facebook, if you if you know them on Facebook as a Facebook friend, and you do not know their personal preferences, you don't know um, anything. Go through their information page, and if there's nothing that tells you that they would be interested in being a part of that group, don't do it. Yeah, I agree. Because I mean, it not only does it insulting, but then they go and and you become the bad mouth talk. You know, you wouldn't believe the the person who invited a bunch of us as married people to the singles page. Uh, the page eventually got shut down. Well, see, it's one of those things where the anonymity factor comes into play because it changes the dynamics of the interaction, right? So no one would walk up to you and see your wedding ring and say, here, join our singles club. But because you're on Facebook and you get to hide behind the veil of your anonymity because we don't really know each other. We're just Facebook friends. I mean, I have thousands of Facebook friends because I use Facebook for networking, too. So, But I haven't met every one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Good one. No, I totally agree. Okay. And... um, Here's, here's something that I had a, a, a couple of close friends who are techies remind me of. Anything you post can be retrieved. If you've posted something, it's been deleted, you think it's been deleted. The problem is it's been on the net for seven and a half seconds and it's captured and it can be captured and it can be retrieved at any time. Be very, very, very aware of what you post and what you do. Um it's it's astonishing to me. I actually had a friend of mine who was going out for a position um, about four years ago, uh, wanted to be a police officer, and uh, had, you know, just a re- your regular Facebook page, not a big deal. It wasn't even a comment that he had said, but somebody else had made a comment that was perceived as racist, and um, when it came down to it, he lost the job because somebody else had posted what they perceived to be a racist comment on his page. And they had gone, they had spent an hour going back and looking over old posts on this guy as part of the interview process. So, you know, I have a college student and I've told him, you know, be careful of the pictures that you post. You know, coaches, people are looking at Facebook as a extension of you. And if you don't protect that like you would your reputation, um, you it could be a backlash. So right. I always try to caution people, you know, and if you do see something negative, delete it as soon as possible. And I will usually make some kind of remark, you know, inappropriate um, behaviors are, are deleted from my page and you know who you are. <laughs> so, okay, what not to do. My favorite. Fancy, you want to start? Yes. <laughs> Do not post advertisements, videos, or other personal agendas without first getting permission. And and by that we mean don't go to don't go to my wall and post your business there without asking first. Don't go to my wall and post your video there unless you know that my daughter's in it. Just kidding. So anybody that's watching my page today, you know my daughter's in the video, and so it's been posted multiple times. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's she's in a music video, so you guys got to check that oh, out. Cool. But but. But anyway, but I've had so many other videos posted on my page that my daughter is not featured in. Those get deleted immediately. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, they get so excited, they want to share. But ask the question. Send the message. Do you mind? You know, do you want, even with the show, we've had co-hosts on the show. I don't post the link unless I've talked to them. They're like, oh, please, you know, go ahead. Not a problem. Right. Give people the respect of asking the question. Let them be gracious and say yes. Right. You know, don't take advantage of it. Um, do not tag people in pictures unless they um, that they are in. That, let me say this again. Do not tag people in pictures they are not in unless you have permission. I am so tired of being tagged in advertising pictures that have nothing to do with me. Nike shoes, heels, everything. Um, the, the oh the I'm gonna say it the funny <laughs> girl. I, I don't know who she is. No, no. Oh, here we go, Ryan. I do have to say you did tag me in a picture. But you did remove me, so I appreciate that. Actually, that wasn't. Yeah, it must have been an accidental or somebody. No, um, and no, place. and I had that happen three times. And this is one one of the things I wanted to bring up on Facebook. When it comes up, tag pictures. You have to exit out of that, otherwise, it will just select people it thinks are in that picture. So if you are a Facebook user, 
You do need to understand how it works. There's that little screen that comes up that says it has little squares around people's faces and it says the tag thing. If you don't select no, it will tag for you. So I learned the hard way on that one and it did freak me. I had a couple of people going, this isn't me. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Going in there and trying to edit. But um, yes, don't don't do that forever. It just is annoying. So... Mm-hmm. So do not invite people to be part of a group that they don't fit in. Did we just read that? Uh, didn't we, we talk about, about, about that? We one. did talk about oh, that. Oh, that's okay. Uh, so uh, don't forget to don't forget that something posted can be retrieved. We did cover that I'm, one. I'm sorry. What am I doing here? Oh, there we are. We didn't Ooh. we didn't do think before you post. Ah, okay. Um. This is one of those things you really want to think before you post something. I know sometimes we get all riled up and um, we want to put our opinion out there because we are a bit angry. Uh, but understand what impact your words are going to have. Don't just be verbally vomiting all over people. Uh, we have a tendency to rant. And, you know, once in a while that is fine. But there are people that I have deleted that it's one verbal barfing session after another. And you know what? I'm sorry. If I want to hear that, I will get on the news. So, again, try to keep your post positive, uplifting, encouraging, um, informational. If if you can't figure out the difference between good and bad, just give them information. I'd like to share one that's not listed here, Duchess, but I think it's very uh, important, and it's going to change the tone of the show just a a, a tad bit. I recently had a death in the family, and I was visiting, my it was my cousin, and I was visiting her Facebook page, and I was seeing all these messages, rest in peace, this and that. Well, my mother didn't know yet. My mother was traveling in Germany, and she didn't know yet. And so I'm, you know, freaking out, trying to contact her. I remember that. I didn't know who posted. I didn't know that person that posted that message. And I understand they were trying to offer condolences and well wishes, and that's great. But I think, you know, one thing to not do, or maybe I should say one thing to do is when something like that happens, people don't want to find out that their loved one has either had a heart attack, which we have found out that way on Facebook before, before the family's been able to call and reach us. So. So be very aware that although you may have the information, not everyone in the family don't be the has one to the information. Take it offline. Yes. Yeah, don't, take, it, take offline. it offline. You know, until you see that the family right. has done something. Say, I was yeah. going to say, wait until you see the post. Re- when it comes to serious, um, traumatizing things like that, mm-hmm. you don't want. You want to be replying. You want to be responding. Exactly. You do not. Exactly. You are not the one to set it into motion. Right. Right. So, oh yes. Yeah. That's, oh. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, just to close that loop, though, I was able to reach my mother in Germany and tell her, so she didn't have to find out that way. But she could have. Okay, so some tips for creating your own savvy brought to you by Sweet Top Wipes. Have you cleaned yourself all lately? I love them. <laughs> I do, too. I need more of those. Uh, so ide- <laughs> identify how you want to be perceived and document for reference. Um, This is, you know, if you go to any self-help book or um, seminars, one of the things that they tell you is write down what it is that you want, um, how you want to be perceived, and know the direction in which you need to go. And this is just part of the education process. You want to make notes on the things that you like. You know, when I started trying to figure out who I was going to be at 40 years old, you know, I've been a mother, I've been a wife, you know, what else do I want to do? I did. I decided, uh, I, I knew as a little girl that I wanted to have a certain persona, and I worked really hard to try to make that happen. You know, I wanted to be considered graceful. I wanted to be considered positive. So those were my motivators. Um, but I, if you write those things down, it becomes, it, it's part of programming yourself again and, and helping yourself to understand. Okay. So tailor your clothing to fit. It is the details that makes the difference. So again, you know, if you want to be perceived as um, a chef, you know, there's a lot of chefs who go around and they, they wear a certain style of clothing so people know that they're a chef. If you're a designer, you go around. If you're trendy, you go around. All those things help to to create that. So. Okay. Educate yourself. Find out what the social circles you are wanting to be included in. Find a relevant and interesting and brush up on the information that you about the group. So you're ready to go, so you can ask some intelligent questions, yep. and and feel like you're you're actually genuinely interested in, in what they're doing. And, and you know that one is I think one of my favorite points is um, anytime you're going into something where you don't know, educate yourself. Do a little do spend your five minutes. I mean we have the internet. You've got millions and billions and trillions of gigabytes of information at your fingertips. Touch base, check it out, see what's going on, um, what it's about. So you do you go in with some kind of knowledge and 
and you know, so you can be comfortable. Really, honestly, it's more about you being comfortable when you show up there. Enjoy what you uh, enjoy what you choose. If you are trying to create a savvy persona you don't like, it will never work. I I, I can't tell you how many times I trying to pretend that you like being a janitor, and if you don't, <laughs> it, it, then get the funk out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, enjoy growing into yourself. That is the most savvy of all. Well, I don't know about you guys, but it's always a process. I enjoy the journey. You've got to find a way to enjoy the journey. Yeah, I agree. My motto is, life is a journey, enjoy the ride. Yes, I like that. Okay, what it means to serve. Um, an act of helpful activity, help, aid, to do someone a service. This is what serve means. Today, with so much going on, so many distractions, and general entitlement attitude that has prevailed, we have forgotten to make... Um, Service, a mainstay in our lives. So many people miss the point that serving others benefits you in ways you may never recognize. But to the people in the organizations you serve, the point is very clear. Take my hand. I'm here to help you. So much of our life in, in with all the traumas going on fi- financially, you know, jobs, families, all that, we forget that everybody else has a story. Everybody else is going through something, too. And if you don't take a moment to step back and take a breath and look around and see who you can help, you're going to find that there's not going to be anybody there to help you. And, and you know, that's looking at it from a selfish point of view. But truly, if you're going to be a part of a community and if you're going to socialize in any way, you've got to be willing to reach out and, and help people and be a part of the community. Otherwise, you're a part of nothing. Right. And more often, you're part of the problem. Yeah. Okay, here we go. This is the fun one. <laughs> Socially acceptable and unacceptable brought to you by Cascade Ice. Only two calories. Would you like to start out socially acceptable, Fancy? To be wrong. <laughs> she was ready. <laughs> I was ready for that one. So we're human, and as such, we can be wrong. If you find yourself in this situation, apologize from the heart and watch as though as that allows those around you to show you the grace of being human, too. And I think that's right. I, I think a lot of times... We we argue the point because we're afraid of looking like we're wrong. Yes. But really, if you if you get to that point in any conversation, any debate, where you have this epiphany that, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. I just realized it, you know, then just bow out gracefully yeah. and apologize, acknowledge that you you're wrong, and move on. And and that takes real humble character. I mean, you have to be able to exercise some real humility to be able to say to the person that you're debating with, arguing with, or even just conversing with that. You know what? You're you're right. I don't know why I thought I told totally came up. at five ten. You're right. It is five fifteen. Exactly. You know? And it, it's okay to do that. And then more often than not, they're going to be overly accommodating because it's an awkward, uncomfortable feeling for both. You know. Well, I think human beings naturally have um, we we want to be helpful, and so for us to show grace to somebody who admits that they're wrong, I mean, it's huge. For me, I always have to remind myself: what I, do I want to be right or do I want to be happy? Right. Because rarely. Rarely do the, the the two keep the same bed. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Ask my husband. He knows all about Oh, that. my God. I, I got this next one. <laughs> I'm so bad at this one. Uh, asking someone's name a second and third time. Um, I, and I, and I actually, I, I, when I, I forget someone's name, I'll go up and, hey, man, you know, I have a great memory. It's just really short. I apologize that I cannot remember your name. You know, be polite about it. Or even just saying, I, I'm sorry your name was. Just keep it simple. You know, saying it, hey, look, you know, I I know you gave me your name, but I completely forgot it. So Oh, and so many times, yeah, we're at social settings. We've had a couple glasses of wine. The music was loud. I mean, there's so many things that when you're being social come into play. If you can't remember someone's name, yeah, I just look at them and I'll go, I'm so sorry. Your name was, again, and B, again, if you're gracious, people are gracious back. Right, absolutely. Okay, to want to be more, it's socially acceptable to be to want to be more of a part of your social circle and even be considered a leader. How to do this? Do it by serving. Miss Tracy, Miss Tracy. Okay, Tracy, if you're listening, I wanted you to be a part of the conversation. I completely lost my mind. Fancy, we miss you, Tracy. That's all that is. we do. Yeah. Talking business. Um, so this is definitely socially acceptable and very appropriate, especially at networking events. But don't just try to sell yourself. Definitely you're wanting to engage in a dialogue. You want to know more about the person you're talking to. And people love to answer questions about themselves. Oh, they do. I mean, but it, it, it will 
eventually it'll evolve into a conversation where you're both sharing things. If you keep it genuine, keep it light, don't just be in the conversation to hard sell your own product. No, exactly. And I think um, I think a lot of people forget that um, if you're positive about it, the relationship is going to naturally progress in a direction that's going to be beneficial to everybody. If you're trying to force feed it, you know, it's not going to work. Any, you, you, there's no way you're going to get a round peg in a, you know, in a, a triangle hole. You've got to just wait and see how the molds go. Chivalry is not only acceptable, it is very appreciated. Hello. Society has, has struggled through many changes, and we know who those, what those changes are, especially in the Seattle area, <laughs> that uh, we sometimes forget that the basic kindness still holds sway and show us more, it shows that we're more evolved. You know, it's just, uh, you know, being kind and being, you know, opening that door for somebody, you know. Or even up. just holding the door. Like, yeah, like just holding the door. Off. You know when someone's saying. walking through the door in front of you, whether they know you or right. not, and they let the door open. Oh yeah, I actually had that happen down in the basement. I was bringing things up, and this—he's he, in the service industry—and looked back at me and watched the door slam on me. And I'm like, seriously? Oh, I—you know—I'm I'm sitting there thinking, I hope you get a ticket. <laughs> There's something <laughs> called common courtesy. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. it's kind of lost on a totally few people. Agree. It is socially acceptable to <laughs> ask someone <laughs> to be quiet when they're talking at an event. I am so tired of people being so insistently rude when you have a speaker up there, and, and typically it's when they're talking about the most emotional part of the speech, and somebody starts this conversation there, it's like, shut up. <laughs> the person up there is crying, everybody else has moved, you need to know when to talk. If you really just can't contain yourself, get up and get the heck out. Go carry your conversation on somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So um, if you're the, the one who says, shush, be quiet, you're right, they're wrong. <laughs> Oh, here's a good one, RSVPs. I was having this conversation with Michael of uh, Actual Networking, and we were talking about, you know, just going to different events and the the whole RSVP process. And what I'm hearing a lot of is that, especially in Seattle, you know, so many people either RSVP, yes, and they don't show up, or they don't RSVP at all, and they do show up. It creates so much difficulty. It, it's It's difficult for the host. Yeah. For the event planner, because they can't adequately prepare for the number of people, or they over prepare, yeah, because you've got sixty RSVPs and then ten people show up. Yes, this happened to me recently. Can you tell? Yes, it <laughs> happens to me all the time. <laughs> and, and the more events you put on, the more you find out about this. But, but I like what you're saying that it's okay to say maybe, and especially I know that you can say maybe on Facebook. You can yeah. say maybe if it's an evite. There's, I, I like that you're pointing out. You know, you don't have to commit the moment you receive the invitation. You can, you know, you can finalize your, and you can change your response. Yes, I love that. Yeah, no, most definitely. Um, it is socially acceptable to offer fuel money when invited to spend the day out on someone's boat or other type of entertainment. I, I use a, exactly. I use a boat as because in this, you know, this came from the summer show when we were talking about, um, you know, being invited and social and, and that kind of thing. A lot of times, just because we're invited doesn't mean that you cannot be appreciative and, and recognize the cost that is involved in something. I mean, somebody who takes you out on the boat, they're dropping 75 to $150 to take you out for a, a fun cruise for the afternoon. Um, if you're carpooling with somebody, you know, offer them a couple dollars, buy them a drink. Always let people know you appreciate them. So it's always socially acceptable to make the offer. Okay, so to maintain, maintain eye contact, this has come up a lot lately. We are not dogs staring, at, staring each other down for dominance, but realize that if you are looking at someone that they know you are interested in, in what you have to say. Again, understanding there's a, the, what eye contact is, you know, if you maintain a semblance of eye contact, you know, it's okay to look around and, you know, look down at your notes. But don't be looking at your watch. Don't be looking at your phone. Don't be looking at the hottie who's walking by. <laughs> you know, if you're engaged no in a conversation, either. be engaged in no a conversation. No, like no texting. Job, no texting while talking. To say something uh, <laughs> to someone when their hire is wrong, uh, having a uh, a malfunction, a wild wardrobe Please malfunction. do it. Do, I mean, do people, it. We women want Oh, my gosh. We want that. Yeah. There's so many. You, you will never see anybody more appreciative that when you let them know about a malfunction, particularly a woman. Yes, it can be a little bit awkward and, and uncomfortable, but imagine if she walked around the rest of the time. Guys, too. I actually had a woman, uh, her slip was showing. Oh. And I and and no one would say anything to her. Like the women. And, oh my and gosh. I, and I went, Excuse me, ma'am, uh, your 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 is showing down. I was like, oh my 
God, thank you so much. Yes. So she was very appreciative that I said something. No, no we appreciate it. I don't want to walk around with toilet paper on my shoe. No. Tell me. No. <laughs> or, or my favorite one, which you've only seen in the movies, is when your skirt gets tucked up into <laughs> the back of your nylons. Yeah, I've seen that a few times, too. <laughs> Let people know before they walk out. Um, it is socially acceptable to clarify meaning and intent. Uh, a lot of people feel like they say something, they don't want to reiterate it, or they don't want to correct, because we did talk about correcting people. But if somebody is misconstruing what you're saying, it is okay to say, well, actually, this is what I meant. You're not being critical. You're just, if they're misunderstanding what you're saying, you can kind of turn it around. But again, you want to use a little bit of class with that. It's always acceptable to bring the host or hostess of an event, uh, especially, you know, a private in their home, a thank you gift. So great options. We talked about it earlier. Wine, candles, um, nice glasses, because they get broken all the time. <laughs> they so do. True. Or a certificate for some kind of spa treatment or something yeah. fun. And, and it doesn't have to be super expensive either, but it's just, again, along the lines of showing gratitude. Exactly. Okay, we're going to try to nail the socially unacceptable, which is about twice as many as the acceptable, before we have to wrap up the show. So um, we're just going to go one by one, each one of us. Um, I'm going to start out with, it is socially unacceptable, um, posting an event in direct opposition to someone else in your social circle. Not only does it show a lack of class, it puts you in a very bad spot by inviting people from the same social circle to attend yours. Don't make people choose, as you may be disappointed to find out they don't appreciate being put in the middle. I cannot tell you how many times I've posted an event and somebody who was my quote-unquote friend posts an opposing event and then wonders why I'm upset. Be considerate. I mean, I understand, you know, if if they're not close friends, but, but try. If you're trying to, if you are running in the same circles and you want people to show up, don't don't make them make a choice. You may not like the choice they're going to make. Okay. Uh, we talked about this one, but just to reiterate, don't point out someone else's shortcomings or mistakes. Uh, there's definitely an art of correction, and usually we just don't need to do it at all. I agree. Try to position yourself as a social leader by pretending you are something you are not. That's so socially Ooh, unacceptable. I, I see a lot of this happening. These people who are pretentious and try to pretend that they've done something or I something, I'm sorry, I'm going to tell you right now, we can tell. And we know, and you look like an ass, so just get over yourself. Okay, it is unacceptable to name drop with an attitude having never met the person. You usually end up with egg on your face. I say this because I watched somebody walk up to a club that I knew, and I knew the um, manager, and they happened to walk up to the manager, which was really funny, and they go up to the VP line, they go, um, yes, I'm here, um, I need to, I'm on the list with um, so-and-so um, for VP to get in. And um, they looked at this particular person, and they go, really? And who was that? Blah, blah, blah. And they're looking at them. Don't name drop unless you know what you're doing. Don't Just don't do it. But if you're going to do it, you better know something about them. This one happened to my friend the other day, actually. Grabbing someone in public in an inappropriate or private place. Um, I don't know why adults would think this is remotely acceptable, but it's, it's they absolutely do. not. So, yeah, that's considered assault. So just keep your hands to yourself, respect people's personal space, and definitely no grabbing. To look someone up and down and give them the look. Uh, <laughs> it makes you look tacky and insecure. It does. And I think a lot of uh, times if you're kind of in that drama realm, you look somebody up and down and you forget that when you're doing this little thing, your little head's bobbing back and forth, your eyes are going up and down, your whole body language is following suit with what's going on in your mind. Yeah. Be aware because people will make judgments and Typically, the judgments are worse on you than what you were judging somebody else for. Okay, when um, talk money, just made 5K in commission, yeah, totally not acceptable. We don't need you dropping dollar amounts about how great you are because you pulled in this kind of money, that kind of money. Especially today, people are insecure, people are struggling, people are having a hard time. Some people are losing their houses, losing their jobs. Don't make things worse. Don't make more people uncomfortable. If you're going to be social, the whole idea is to make people around you comfortable. When someone, this is a social media one, which is very near and dear to me, when we talked about it earlier, when someone says you can post on their business wall, do it once, maybe twice, if that's okay, but definitely don't go posting your events or your business or service page three to four times on someone else's page. Collaborating is awesome, but you definitely have to draw the line somewhere. I agree. Drop your drink on someone else's lap, really? A tab, on their tab. <laughs> or a tab, excuse me. 
uh, I didn't laugh. I'm like, uh, you know, throw. I know. It's like. <laughs> I guess. I guess you're getting grabbed inappropriately. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> you know? uh, no, let me, let me rephrase that. So dropping your drink on someone else's tab, uh, you know, and or just you know, assume it. They're going to pick up your tab. It's rude. Yeah, you know, unless they're saying, hey, you know what? No one is buying drinks. This is all on my tab. Yeah, if I say I'm buying around, there's keywords. I'm buying around, but don't just throw things on other people's tab because. You get a reputation, and then yeah. you're out for good. Well, and, like, not, for and, good. and not try and find the highest price, you know, cocktail or oh champagne God. on the list or a single malt that's, you know, $50 or something ridiculous. So people can kind of get carried away with that, too. Um, it is socially unacceptable to show up to someone's house event with nothing. A movie night, watching a game, dinner party, bring something. Um, I've started teaching my teenagers, started at a young age, teach them, bring a bag of chips, bring some soda pop. Um, always be a part of something. If you're going to be a part of it, be a part of it. I love that. Bragging is also socially unacceptable, um, especially <laughs> when you're overly boastful. I mean, it's so exciting to share about new purchases or moving into a new home or or I just took this great vacation. But I think you have to stop before you alienate people from the conversation. I mean, definitely if you're pouring it on and, and you know, they just got evicted. Yeah, you know, hello. People just don't think. Absolutely. So, My Bentley's uh, outside. I'm going to leave now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, uh, the concierge is bringing my Bentley around. I'll see you tomorrow night at what, 6? Yeah, no. Assuming your business is more important than someone else's business and just saying, you know, uh, you know, I don't have the time for you, but you need to make time for me. You know, and so I, not just, savvy. I hate that. You know, it just drives me nuts. Understand, again, everybody, whether it's a, whether they're a janitor or um, the, the CEO of a company, you have requirements in your job, you have expectations, you have limitations. Don't put yourself above somebody else just because you think that there's more people relying on you or more um, uh, interest in your time. It's really not about you. All right. Um, it is socially unacceptable to ever forget to say please and thank you. Just because someone something has been okay a hundred times, don't ass- Okay, uh, don't assume it's going to be okay 101. You've always got to be polite. You've always got to make sure that people know that you appreciate their efforts, their energies. Um, you have nothing to lose by remember to say please and thank you. Oh, my gosh, I hate this one. I don't even want to say this. Do people do this? People don't do this. I can Asking say it if you don't want. questions. Oh, my God. You say it. Okay, that's because I thought. Um, is socially unacceptable to ask leading questions that make people rude if they say no? You want to buy me a glass of wine. Seriously, don't ask leading questions where you put somebody on the spot. If if you're curious or if you're not quite sure how to approach it, think of another way, but don't put somebody in a position, pull them off to the side, but don't put them in a position publicly where if they say no, they're perceived as rude or inconsiderate. Got it. So now that you have arrived when you walk into a room, <laughs> people aren't blind, and if you have to call it out, you're not as popular as you believe you are. So when you walk in, you can't be like, I'm here. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the party can start now. Yeah, let's get this party started. No, it was started a lot about an hour and a half ago. <laughs> um, to hit on a woman with a wedding ring on. We touched base on this. Um, the key is it's unacceptable to hit on her when she reminds you she's married. So take the polite hint and um, back off. Not available. If you if you're as a guy and maybe you don't see the ring, fine. But be gracious about it. Go. I'm so sorry I didn't see the ring. Don't go and and I'm telling you, us married women, this is one of the phrases we have the most problem with. Well, you know, you never know what may happen. Oh yeah, you'll never know what may happen when my purse hits your face. <laughs> but you know what? Last just two days ago, I had a married woman hit on me. Okay, but and you know where like... she's coming from, though. But it just still doesn't make it socially acceptable. It's not acceptable, but you're not in the wrong. If she's the one that's married, then yeah. that doesn't put you in the wrong. But right. if you're the one who's seen it, then that's not good. Um, okay, before we go off air, we're going to do um, – I'm going to do the thank yous here real quick, and then we'll finalize up the whole list here. Sounds great. Um, we want to thank um, a bunch of our sponsors. If you're a Socially Savvy fan, please like us on our Facebook page. Um, and let our sponsors know that you appreciate all their goodie bags. Um, we want to thank our sponsors tonight, Apex, um, Padded Creek Cellars, Sensei Wickless Candles, Go Girl Energy Drinks, Pop Chips, Pap Spear, Sweet Talk Wipes, Bellevue Nordstrom's Cosmetics, Gunner Nordstrom's Gallery, Eye Candy Lash Boutique, Cascade Ice, The Sweet Lounge, and Kind Bars, to name a few. Um, we've been very fortunate with the sponsors that we have, and uh, we want to make sure that they know that we appreciate them. 
and especially our listeners and the people who yes, come out to all our, of our events. And our, our people who come out to our events. So thank you so much. Um, the last part of the show is going to be um, off um, live broadcast, so you'll be able to listen to it um, anytime after the show is over. It'll probably only be about 10 minutes, but we've got some fun little um, socially unacceptable to finish going over. So shall we? Who is next? We shall. Ooh. Don't expect people to move away from your pet in public. Oh, good God. Can I tell you? Yes. So we did the Socially Savvy Pet Owner show, and um, not not two days before, I was running on a trail. I have animals. So I have cats, dogs, but I don't take them out in public. And when people are walking their animals, there are so many people who have no consideration whatsoever. I'm running, and this dog comes out on one of those leashes that extends and comes running at me, so I'm having to run out and about. I about twisted my ankle trying to avoid somebody else's animal. The thing you have to remember is not everybody loves animals, and some people are afraid of them. So if you're out in public with an animal, make sure that the perception is that you have control. Oh, Don't yeah. put everybody uncomfortable because... Well, and I think even when you invite people into your home. Yes. They, even your friends. They don't want to be smothered by your animals. Yep. So this goes into that next one. Assume, Don't assume people like animals. Be understanding when you take your pet into public. Not everyone wants or needs animals in their life. And so um, if you have it, make sure that uh, for the people who maybe don't like animals or are uncomfortable, that, that, that there's some levels of, of space between you and them where they feel like they're not being intruded on. To talk down to people, stop, stop trying to be a bigger than you are, and more people will be interested in uh, when they know you care about something, someone uh, other than yourself. Now that's a tongue twister, isn't it? <laughs> I think I'm done. Why is Michael getting all the tongue day. twisters tonight? We're day. almost done. Um, it's socially unacceptable not to consider the physical, financial, or emotional state of those around you when you open your big yapper. This is particularly important in these troubled times with people going through job losses, bankruptcy, midlife crisis, depression, um, and a million other things that are going on in our culture. Would it kill us in our society to speak on things that are uplifting for a decade or two? Just a thought. Socially unsavvy to show up later than 15 minutes to a reservation and then be upset about it when you're seated. Call ahead when you have a reservation and let them know that you're running behind. Have an opinion on how the check is being paid for if you're not paying. This is my favorite one. Everybody I didn't seems... understand that one. What's okay, that? so if you go out on a date and um, they've taken you out on a date and they're paying, we, we brought this up with the Groupon, but we um, if they're paying cash, or oh. it is not any of your business how they're paying if oh. you're not paying the bill. Okay. In Got the it. old days, if when the bill came, if you weren't paying, you were supposed to look away. Okay. Got you're it. not supposed to have any opinion on it. Um, and if you do, then pull out your wallet. <laughs> okay. Oh, it is socially unacceptable to allow a fussy child to go running, ruining the meal for those around you. Remove yourself right away. Um, I can't believe I have to mention it, but this goes for screaming, crying, begging on the seat, bouncing, or hanging over the back of the seat. People go out to enjoy not having to take care of themselves, not having to do the dishes, not having to serve themselves. And if you have a child who is being disrespectful of that, you need to make sure that you remove them and yourself versus, um, uh, you know, messing up somebody else's experience. Well, this is where parenting classes come in real handy. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Michael, are you just not even good? <laughs> uh, yes, I'm just biting my tongue over here because... Yeah, I'm sure you've seen I, a few. I, I, well, you're in retail, and you know you see all that. So it's oh like, yeah, really? I'm not a daycare. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, to ignore the requested attire suggested on an invitation, don't bring down the event by being lazy dresser at the event. Uh, if it, if it's a theme, get in, get involved, get yep. involved, be, be a part. Like you said earlier. You know, have fun. Show some humility, you know, and, and just have fun with it, you know. Exactly. Don't think you're better than it, you know. Just Then don't go. Yeah. If you're not going to participate, don't. Okay. Is socially unacceptable to show up and create stress and, and at an event celebrating? If you have an issue, either fix it yourself or leave. A birthday is not a place to make a statement nor expect the host or guest to accommodate you. Um, I've seen this so, so many times. Somebody has an issue with a seating arrangement. Um, maybe they have a, 
restriction in their ability to get around, what have you. You, It is your responsibility to make sure that that type of stuff is taken care of. Don't go to the host or the person who is celebrating and voice your complaint and ruin the event for them or make them stop what they're doing and try to accommodate for you. Never, ever, ever put the host of an event in trying to accommodate for you and your specific issues at the time. It's rude and it takes away from the experience from everybody. Uh, it's definitely socially unacceptable <laughs> to cast negative on your competition to make yourself look better. So yeah, I, I co-hosted an event last week, and we had several people in the same industry. And, I mean, really, you, you can have more business when you're collaborating with oh, those well, in the same industry. There's not, I mean, healthy competition is great. It's what drives but us. But I think, you know, backbiting and that type of thing can be left out. It just makes you look bad. Okay, it is socially unacceptable to wear slutty clothes to your business holiday party. Sorry, no excuses unless you work in the porn industry or the theme is slut. Just saying. <laughs> Not going to get you that raise. <laughs> Not going to get you the raise. <laughs> and that is it. That is the wrap-up for Socially Savvy this last year. Um, thank you to everybody who's participated, been a sponsor, showed up for a show, um, been a guest speaker, guest host. Um, it's been an awesome year, and we're really looking forward to um, a lot of the changes and fun things that are coming up this next year. So, uh, again, like us on Facebook. Check us out. Um, if you have ideas or suggestions, please you know, hit any one of us up on our Facebook. We would love to hear it. Great. Everybody have a great one. All Take right. care. <laughs>